everyone. It's April, and I'm here with Tony, and we're here again this week to talk about our pets just a little bit and then have Veronica answer some questions from our listeners. Um, it's a very strange couple of days here in Los Angeles. Um, we've had snow. We've had hail. We've had freezing temperatures at night. It's going down to like, because I'm up in the mountains, so it's a little bit worse. Um, it's got, the high today was only 45. All of my tortoises are in their little caves going, we're not doing this. Bring the food into us, which I've done. And the pup on Guinness to go outside to go do his little business, he stopped dead in the door this morning and looked at me and went, seriously, you want me to go outside in this and do this? And I said, well, yeah, you got to. So I put a leash on him and I pulled him just a little bit outside the door and said, look, you got to do the pee here. You can't do it in the house. You don't want to go way out there. That's fine, but we got to do it right here. And he did. And by the way, he is a thousand times better. Um, the, we finished up the antibiotics a couple of days ago. And as I've told you guys last week, I'm also getting dementia medicine for him. But I'm going to wait about 10 days because I understand when you take pharmaceuticals and medicine and stuff, it can destroy the flora in your intestines and, how, you know, how you digest food. So I am giving him a break. I'm giving him probiotics for 10 days before I start this two-month regimen of uh, the uh, dementia medicine. He's got to do it for two months. And, he's, and the doctor said that if it works, It'll start to work gradually, and I'll know stuff, you know, see stuff, evidence in him. But if nothing happens in the two months, that means it's either too far gone or not the right strain or whatever. He said, because it's all still very experimental. And if it doesn't work in two months, we'll just take him off of it. But it doesn't interfere with his heart medicine or anything like that. So it's worth a try. But I'm going to keep him off of it and get his flora built up with the probiotics for the next 10 days and then I'm going to start it, um, which should be interesting because he has to take it first thing in the morning and he has to have an empty stomach. So that's going to be interesting, <laughs> trying to get him to do this before he eats. And then he's got to wait an hour before he eats. So we'll see. Two months of that might be tedious, <laughs> but I'm going to give it a try because I love my dog. And I want him around. I don't want to see him deteriorate. And if this medicine works, I'm all for it. But he's a thousand percent better, everyone. Just a thousand percent better. He's back to eating. Um, he's eating over a can of food a day. Um, one day he didn't. He only ate like about three quarters of a can. But he's eating. And all the excessive drinking has stopped. He's just doing his normal amount. So I'm assuming that the antibiotic, you know, kicked that uh, bladder infection out which I'm thrilled about. So anyways, everyone else is good. Everyone's mad because it's colder than usual. <laughs> and so I've got extra blankets out, extra, extra, extra everything. And everybody's getting a little bit more food. Even the tortoises and the birds are getting more food because they have to deal with, you know, the cold weather and stuff. So, Tony, I know you're laughing yourself to death over there because I got no last night here in Tahoe. Why don't I feel <laughs> bad for you? No, we got snow on the East Coast. Maine got about eight inches. I had to scrape my car. So what? You got four inches? <laughs> Silly girl. You grew up 
you grew up in that weather. I know, and I escaped it many, many moons uh, ago. <laughs> and well, I, it I woke up the other, I woke up yesterday and I looked around and I said, "Am I in California or am I back in Michigan? This is Michigan weather. This isn't Southern California weather. We don't get this. It's it's cold." Well, it came to visit you. It came to visit you. Uh huh. No, no. So anyway, I'm, I'm smiling. By the ahead. way, I'm oh, smiling. Oh, I know you're smiling. I'm surprised you're not laughing your head off over there. Oh, I am. I am. <laughs> All right. So anyway, <laughs> I'm going to go get Veronica. Okay. And you can say hello to our listeners. I sure will. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I really don't feel bad. April has snow. I mean, come on. All of us on the East Coast, four inches, we go out in our T-shirts and shorts in that kind of weather. <laughs> anyway, we got great questions. Um, so, you know, I always encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. And that's I-N-N-E-R, whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Our first question is coming from Lydia. Humans are encouraged to realize the oneness of our existence in reality but many are afraid they will lose their individuality in that event to rest. The continuance of conscious awareness doesn't need a physical body to define itself. When you cross over, your consciousness remains individual. It doesn't go back into a vat of consciousness and become one. When you incarnate, you are incarnating into a physical form that does separate you from the others. You can be standing side by side with someone energetically and have enough space to be. You don't have to worry about the discontinuance. Your consciousness will remain the same. Now, you will not take the body with you, but you will have the thought of the body in you, and you can recreate it on the other side if you wish to. It's really difficult to say, you know, how you can put that fear to rest because the fear is generated in each one of you for different reasons. But what you can take with you is knowing that your consciousness and its awareness does not diminish just because you don't have a body. And when you get to the other side, you will immediately have that awareness that, hey, I don't have a defined, you know, body here, but I still am who I am. And we can't give you a formula to make you start being fearful about it, but we would like you to consider all the information that comes forward in your culture, too. There's mediums who talk to energies that have gone to the other side. If they were in a vat of a mass consciousness event, you wouldn't be able to do that. I mean, there's lots of little evidence here and there. Many of you hear from loved ones. You get a plume, you get a penny, you get, you know, a cardinal showing up. Um, it's there. But 
you have to sort of go around and have faith that it's all going to be that way. Just like the religions want you to have faith. It's a sense of knowing. So try to put the fear outside of you because what are you fearful of? Not knowing who you are? If you're fearful of losing your body, well, you might have to be afraid of that because the the biological body does not go with you. But your consciousness does. That's you. And it will remain so. So take a moment or two and reflect upon it and try to squash down the fear and have faith that you will get to the other side and have that reunion with all the other energies that you know. They're all still individualistic as well. So don't be afraid of it. Have faith that it will be so. Okay, our next question is coming from Sally. Speaking of parallel lives, does the planet Earth parallel lives of alternate choice is two. Speaking of parallel yeah. lives, the planet Earth, mm-hmm. the planet Earth have parallel lives of alternate choice two. Yes. Everything that is in linear reality has a level of consciousness. The planet has consciousness. We have referred to it many times as sort of a, you know, battered child. And it's having reactions to that battering that the humans have done to it. There is the opportunity for the planet to have these experiences as well. Now, it doesn't make the choice the same way that you do, but it does make a choice to participate in some of the parallel moments that it can create as well. Different experience, different ingredients, but yes, the Earth can do that. All right, our next question is coming from Angela. I recall you saying that it is not possible to meet our own parallel selves. Is it possible to meet the parallel selves of others? You may be able, if you are in a more um, fluid space, say, out of body, or in a dream state, you may be able to see shadows of it, but it is their personal experience. Say it's your cousin Mary, and you see her, and you see the parallel lives around her, but they were shadowy. Parallel lives are unique unto her. They belong to her. And not participating in it with them, you have to, like maybe a front row seat to see the shadows. But no, you can't meet up face-to-face, so to speak, with a parallel life of another. But if you're in an out-of-body state, you may be able to see shadows of it. All right, our next question is coming from Richard. I understand that the linear is all about evolvement. I would like to know whether we ever reach for evolvement. And if so, what becomes of us thereafter? Evolvement is rather like going to school. Um, You have challenges that come towards you. You have events and incidents and people that you participate with to create growth for yourself. It's rather like going to school. 
And let's say you go to middle school, you go to grade school, you go to high school, you go to college, and you get a bachelor's degree, master's degree, and finally get a PhD. You have evolved yourself intellectually to the highest degree that your culture knows by learning things, by constantly participating in the educational environment. What happens is is that when you get to that level, it's kind of like getting a PhD. Does that mean you you continue not, after getting a PhD, continue not seeking out and trying for more experiences? You've learned everything you should need to know in that PhD. But you do not stop existing just because you have evolved to the highest level. You may pick different things to do, not wanting to go back into linear reality. Maybe you want to go to another dimensional space. There is constantly the idea of expansion. Even if you've learned everything you set out to learn, there's still more past there. It's like having a PhD in your culture, and then someone says, well, did you ever hear about this? And you say, well, no, tell me about it. The same thing with, you know, evolving. So you may get to a point where you don't want to do things anymore that would cause, you know, to to evolve, I say, in linear reality, but you certainly will continue otherwise. It never ends. And it's not a never-ending trouble or problem. It's a never-ending sense of wonder and awe of the things that can be created in reality, and not necessarily linear reality. That is a good platform for evolution. However, it can continue on for eternity. Eternal means eternity. So do not sit back and think that, you know, once you reach a certain level, then what? It'd be like having your PhD. Okay, now what? You're going to go out and you're going to use that energy. You're going to use that knowledge to gain even more and perhaps help those who are behind you in the lineup uh, towards evolution. That is what we do. We're not doing the reincarnational process anymore, but we are participating in existence and consciousness by extending the knowledge that we have to others who are still coming down the road, so to speak. So, yes, there is constant, constant beauty and awesome experiences to be had that will still evolve you, but you don't need to do it traditionally like being in linear reality. All right, Veronica, uh, that was our last question. If you'd like to take a break, come back and give the message to the world, that would be great. All right. Okay. Well, great questions. And, again, I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. Don't be shy, and we'll try to get your question on the air as soon as we can. Um, So, please. Right in. Nothing is too small or too big. Veronica loves answering your questions. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Well, here we are again this week talking about existence. All of you are having an experience on the planet. All of you are participating in your own evolution, and you're also participating in the mass consciousness evolution. It's really important 
to be one with your thoughts, be very familiar with your thought patterns, and really put some thought into what it is you want to do while you're here. And some will say, well, be careful what you wish for. And we would say, be careful not as a warning, but as a suggestion. That as you go through the life and you are making your choices and decisions and thinking, it's very important to think positively. Don't let yourself slide down into the black hole of negativity and despair because if you're creating from that arena with your thoughts in a very negative way, you're going to get it. You're going to get more negativity. So what is important is attempt if you can, and we know some of you are bombarded daily with negativity from others and situations, but it's important every day to center yourself and get your thoughts and ducks in a row, so to speak, and keep your thoughts in a positive manner, and we realize how difficult that can be. But if you start creating and thinking negatively all the time, you're going to, that's what you're going to get. So don't allow others' situations or, you know, the daily routine to put you in a negative space. When you're thinking, it is important to be careful how you think. Don't let yourself get into a negative spin because there's nothing good that can come from that. What you want to do if you're being bombarded with negativity is to stand still for a moment and say, well, wait a minute, coming from, is that coming from my thoughts? Or is that coming from someone else's thoughts? And if it is, I'm going to make sure I get out of the way of that. And I'm going to start putting my thoughts in a really positive manner so energetically the negativity won't have, you know, any place to stick a foot through the door. Start really noticing what your thought patterns are. Start really deciding to make them more positive immediately if possible. Attempt not to get yourself all twisted up with the negativity of others. Step back, and if they're attacking you, step back a little further. Let them tire themselves out and keep your thoughts in a good place because thought does create reality, and it's important that you have positive thoughts. If they're negative, you could be, you know, up to your knees in something you don't want to be in. So practice thinking positively, find it, look for it, create it. It's the way to get yourself back on track out of a negative spiral. So why not try it today? It might take you a little while to get comfortable with the momentum, but keep going. Keep putting your thoughts in the positive arena whenever you can and attempt, if you can, to shake off the negativity of others and situations. Decide that you're going to have a better life and decide that it's going to be positive. Thank you. That was a beautiful message. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We'll be back with you next week with more questions. Until then, stay safe. Bye-bye.